Do you enjoy our podcasts? Help us to be able to continue creating quality content by visiting our merch store at store.another12.org. You'll find some great merch there, and the best part about it is that a portion of every purchase goes to support the work that we do. Welcome to Drippings from the Honeycomb, the official podcast of Another 12 Ministries. We are so glad that you have decided to join us as we enjoy the sweetness of God's Word one verse at a time. Is the church today more enlightened than those who came before? Now, I'll say right from the outset that this is a bit of a leading question, but I think it's the right question to lead us into this discussion of what we're going to look at in this particular verse. In Matthew 23, verse 30, Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees, and he quotes something that the Pharisees say about themselves. He says, If we had lived in the days of our fathers, we would not have taken part with them in shedding the blood of the prophets. Now, Jesus would go on to say in this passage that this is not true that they were actually guilty of the same sins as their fathers. They were guilty of shedding the blood of the prophets. In fact, they were complicit in the death of John the Baptist at the hands of Herod. And as Jesus would get to later on in this passage, they were going to kill many of the new believers of the church after his ascension, and they were going to persecute those whom he sent to them, who he refers to prophetically in this passage as prophets. So we see that Jesus is using this statement against the Pharisees, their own statement, in a negative light. He is calling them out for being arrogant. He is saying, this is what you say about yourselves, but the reality is actually quite different. But there's a lot that we as a modern church today can learn from this statement. And that's why I started with the question of, is the church today more enlightened than those who have come before? The question is less, is the church more enlightened, and more, does the church believe that it is more enlightened than those who came before? Because at the heart of the issue, that is what Jesus was getting at in this verse in Matthew 23. Jesus was not attacking the Pharisees' knowledge. They certainly had knowledge. Pharisees had committed themselves to a lifelong study of God's word. They didn't lack knowledge. That was not the problem. But what he is going after is that they saw themselves as being better than those who came before them. They saw themselves as being more righteous, as being more pure, as being more enlightened than their forefathers. They looked at the actions of their forefathers who had murdered the prophets and persecuted the prophets and rejected the prophets and refused to bow the knee in repentance before God as backwards, as unenlightened spiritually, as people who should have had more understanding, should have had more knowledge, should have seen with the clear eyes that they themselves now saw with. In fact, they went even further. They went back in time and decided that they were qualified to sit in judgment of their ancestors. See, the Pharisees took great pride in their piety, in their holiness, in what they considered to be their righteousness before God. And they took so much pride in it that they actually put themselves over their ancestors by saying, if we had lived in the days of their ancestors, we would not have killed the prophets. Now, why is this such a problem? See, this one statement, if we had lived in the days of our forefathers, 
betrays a massive amount of pride. Because what they're saying is, the time that has elapsed, the lessons that have been learned by Israel from the time our forefathers killed the prophets to now would not make a difference. In other words, it's not that we've learned from the history of Israel. It's not that we've learned from the past. We are so much more enlightened as people, so much more intelligent as people, so much more holy as people, that even if we had lived in their days with less revelation, with less history, with less of the scriptures, we would have been better than they were. And this just showcases the arrogance of the Pharisees as they look back at their ancestors and judge them and say, we could go back to your time and get it right, we wouldn't make the mistake. See, the Pharisees failed to recognize their own sin. They failed to see that they were sinful people who were as in much a need of a savior as their forefathers were. They failed to realize that the rejection of their forefathers was the same rejection that they were practicing against John the Baptist and against Jesus, and that they would ultimately practice against the church. They were not any more repentant than their forefathers were, nor were they any less violent towards the messengers of God. In fact, they were more violent. They killed God's own son. But that's not the way they saw it. They didn't see themselves as resistant to the scriptures. They didn't see themselves as sinful. They didn't see themselves as unrighteous. They saw themselves as good in God's eyes. Their sin is simple. It's, I'm good enough for God. I'm holy enough for God. I'm so intelligent. I'm so enlightened that God will have to accept me because I meet his standard. They believed they were more enlightened than their forefathers. And they were. They were just enlightened in the wrong things. Because they had looked to the world, they had looked to themselves, they had allowed themselves to be driven by their sinful desires and their sinful passions, and they had twisted the word of God to make themselves feel good and to benefit themselves and to increase their power and to increase their wealth and to increase their control over those they should have been leading. They weren't taking the knowledge and the enlightenment they had acquired by years of history and more scripture than their forefathers had and say, we need to get it right this time. We need to not miss the Messiah. We need to be humble. No, instead they saw themselves as masters of the law, masters of the scriptures, masters of the people of Israel, and they became puffed up and arrogant and blinded to their own sin. And they were so blinded by pride that they ignored history. For the entire history of Israel, this had actually been the pattern. The people would worship God, and then they would get pulled away in their arrogance and pride and hard-heartedness, and they would end up following idols. Because everything was good when they were serving God. Life was good. Things were going well. God was fighting their battles for them. They were prospering. And then they would get lazy in serving God. They would get lackadaisical. They would seek enlightenment from the world. They wanted to know what was going on in the kingdoms around them religiously. Well, who do you worship? And what do you do? And gee, that sounds good. That sounds interesting. I like that. Maybe I'll mix a little bit of that idol worship into the worship of God. Or I'll take this practice over here and I'll add this to the worship of God. And soon the worship of God would get distorted with the things of the worldly nations around them. But that's how it happens, see? It's not fast. You don't one day wake up 
and offer sacrifices with a whole heart of worship before God in the temple, and the next day wake up and slaughter your infant child and burn them to the God of Molech. It doesn't happen that way. It's a slow fade. Things sound good. Practices look good. The lusts of my heart want to have more access to things that they want that I know are contrary to God. But if I mix a little bit of that into the worship of God, surely God won't mind, right? And this had been the whole history of Israel. This is what they had done since the beginning. They came out of Egypt. They watched God split the Red Sea. They came through dry land. They watched him crush the Egyptian army. And a few weeks later, they have Aaron building the golden calf and they're bowing down and worshiping it. See, how did they get there? Because they took a little bit of what they learned in Egypt. They took a little bit of what they saw in Egypt. They didn't trust God. They didn't put their whole faith in God and say, no, we're going to follow him no matter what. We're going to be humble. See, they were arrogant. And they were constantly looking around them to see what everybody else was doing instead of focusing on their walk with God. And the Pharisees were so blinded by their pride that they didn't look back through history and say, see how many times this has happened in Israel. See how many times God has ultimately sent in an invading army and judged the nation and broken the back of his people because they have turned their backs on him. And then, of course, Israel in their history would repent and they would come back to God and they would start to worship God again and he would restore them. But the Pharisees didn't look in history because they believed that this time, this time they were better than all the people who had come before them. The 1400 years of history that had preceded them, they were better. Their generation was better. They were more enlightened and they were going to live lives that got it right. See, they spurned faith in favor of intellect. They spurned worship of the true God in favor of piety. They spurned sacrifice of self before God in favor of vaunting themselves and building for themselves a position of wealth and power and influence. And then they rejected anything that called them to humility, specifically prophets and teachers from God, namely John the Baptist and Jesus Christ, and then all of the apostles and leaders of the church that brought the gospel to the nation of Israel after that. So what can we as a church learn from this? What can today's church learn from this? Well, first of all, we need to stop seeing ourselves as being more enlightened than those who came before us. We need to remember that the same mistakes they made, we have that same susceptibility We can make those same mistakes over and over and over again and probably will make those same mistakes over and over and over again. Instead of being arrogant because we live in a century where we can literally look up any piece of information in seconds, we should humble ourselves and say we have even less of an excuse for making a mistake than they did. We have a higher standard to live up to. Because those who came before us who lived godly lives did so with way less than we have. That doesn't make us better. That actually increases our responsibility. We also need to look at them and not say that the people who came before us, the generations who came before us, were just hiding in the sand, prudish people who didn't know anything, who just weren't enlightened by the world. Nowhere in the scripture did Jesus call his followers to be enlightened by the world. Jesus called his followers to lay down their lives as sacrifices to follow him. 
We're to be enlightened by the Holy Spirit. We're to be driven by the Holy Spirit. We're to be driven by a love for Jesus Christ. See, the more enlightened we are by the world, the more we mix the world in with the way we live and the less holy we are, the less like Jesus Christ we are, the less we pursue the things of God, the less we live for him. Jesus did not send his disciples out on mission to be enlightened by the world. He sent them out to bring light to the world, the message of what he had done, the message of his salvation to the world. The church today is in grave danger of looking down its nose at the generations past and saying, we are more enlightened. We know more. We are more critical thinkers. We are able to pull the text of the old scriptures apart and analyze them and calculate what they mean or what they should have meant. We're able to see new revelation that's never been seen in the previous 2,000 years. We think that we need to be more like the world. So we're going to take some of the world and mix it into the worship of God. And that's going to be okay because it will mean that we're more enlightened. We ought to be careful because Jesus condemned the Pharisees for this very behavior. Jesus pointed out that the Pharisees' judgment of the generations that had come before them was hypocritical. And that not only were they not better than the generations that had come before them, they were worse and were going to be judged for what they were doing and judged for their arrogance. And their arrogance caused them to miss the Messiah and kill the Messiah. See, in the end, their sin became even more grievous because they believed that their enlightenment gave them the right to judge their ancestors, gave them the right to look back on their ancestors and say, well, if you had been enlightened you would not have made these mistakes. And the reason we can say that is because we are so enlightened that if we had been where you were, we would not have made those mistakes. But Jesus says no. Jesus says, you're a hypocrite because you believe that. And we today need to take his words to heart as a warning for us and say, We should not look back and judge those who were before us. We should get on our knees now and humble ourselves before God and ask him to forgive us and to strip away all of the dross of the world so that we will be pure and holy and acceptable in his sight through the work of Jesus Christ. We need to hold fast to the word of God, the perfect word of God. And we need to not be arrogant, recognizing that the sin nature, which existed in those who came before us who failed, exists in us and we will also fail. And recognize that it is imperative that we teach our children that the same sin nature exists in them. And if they are not careful, they will also fail the same way we did. We need to steer clear of pride. We need to steer clear of enlightenment. We need to have our minds transformed through the word of God. And we need to ask God to forgive us of our sins, to be humble, and to hold fast to the truth of God's word so that we can be more like Jesus. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Drippings from the Honeycomb. If you would like to learn more about Another 12 Ministries and the work that we are doing to train youth ministry leaders to bring the gospel to young people, visit another12.org. If you would like to support our ministry, click on the donate link in the description below.